A very good morning, everyone. Monday, March 13, Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio. Wherever and however you are listening, hope you had a fantastic weekend. And what a weekend it was as we, uh, well, we're two weeks into the NRL season. And this, it looks like it's going to be a wild one. Certainly anything could happen this season. And uh, we saw the Dolphins win again. Top of the ladder, would you believe? Who had that? That game at Leichhardt had everything yesterday, but some things do stay the same. The Tigers were disappointing, but a heroic win for the Knights. And the Dragons, a great win last night against the Titans as well. The Cricket, well, we're down to the final day and pretty docile pitch, but uh, the Aussies, let's face it, they're going to have to try and bat out most of the day. You'd think nearly all of it to save this test match. But Tim Zhu yesterday, what a performance there against Tony Harrison to become the interim WBO Super Welterweight Champion with a stoppage victory in the ninth round there at Kudos Bank Arena in Sydney. And uh, it was, uh, well, it looked like a dominant performance, although the judges' scorecards had it closer than it probably looked. Don't know what the referee was doing as well. Uh, Took him a while to wave the arms and stop the fight, but it was an imperious performance. Bring on Jamel Charlo. Pup, morning to you, mate. How are you? Morning, boys. Happy Monday. Morning to our listeners. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. Tim Zhu. Um, couple of rounds to sort of sum up his opponent and then oh, power, strength, speed uh, just looked... Power in particular. Yeah. Yeah, he just looks so much stronger. Again, he was, I think the reach difference was 8 or 10 centimetres, which is a lot, but it didn't matter. He just stood in front of him and wanted to knock him out. Um, Imagine copying that left hook. Yeah, no thanks. So impressive. I I thought he was unbelievable. Um, In a fight that everyone sort of thought was going to be 50-50 and everyone thought there was so much risk in him taking this fight, but it just showed he's... Uh, like the people around him know how good he is, know he's ready to take on the world. And yesterday, I think, would have opened a lot of people's eyes, certainly over in America. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. That's uh, my villain for, which I'm sure we'll get to after six, is is the referee. Uh, I, I'm, I'm so confused what is happening in the world of sport. You, you get any hint of a head knock in rugby league and you're taken off the field for a minimum of 15 minutes. Um, sometimes not allowed back on, yet in boxing, you can be clearly knocked out and you get a 10-second count. And if you're good enough, the, with a wobbly boot, you can continue on. I, I don't know. What's going on here? Yeah, the ref, he, he took his time, that's for sure. Right. What a week we've got ahead as well. On Wednesday night, we've got a deciding game five in the NBL Championship Series. The AFL starts this week also, and it is Golden Slipper Day on Saturday. And the Bunnies and the Roosters Friday night as well. Loza, how are you, mate? How was the weekend? Yeah, morning, boys. Morning, everybody. Uh, yeah, no, weekend was good. Watched some good football. Saw some good racing. Saw the Black Opal yesterday. Uh, Canberra, they turned it on. Good day. And obviously, plenty of people turned up to the races. Uh, watched a bit of the fight. Watched a bit of cricket. Watched a bit of rugby league. Nothing has changed with the West Tigers. Oh. Gave them the benefit of the doubt after week one. But just the amount of errors. Schoolboy errors that they were making. They just haven't improved. Haven't improved at all. And Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall would be absolutely filthy with that performance yesterday. Or they, sh- they should be. Uh, because, you know, taking on a Newcastle Knights, who are very brave, you know, to lose Caelan Ponga mm. in the opening exchanges 
which is something that obviously Newcastle will be very concerned about because Caelan, again, um, you know, suffering a, another head knock. And we know towards the end of last year he suffered that head knock uh, and he missed the remainder of the season. And, you know, Caelan Ponga is an exciting young player, but if he continues to get head knocks in the environment we're in, uh, he'll be facing some challenges just to get out there onto the field. And you would think that he won't play uh, this weekend. And I had a look at sort of a bit of his history. He's been um, four concussions in the past 10 months. So that's not good. It's not good. And when putting him in the front line, yeah, he's a bit more susceptible. Um, But, yeah, it was disappointing to see him leave the field yesterday with that head knock. Uh, And hopefully for a player of his talent that, now, this is not the way his career is going to sort of end mm. by being a player that suffers head knocks and he's ruled out of the game. Gosh, it, it was drama all around there yesterday at Leichhardt. So 14 to 12 in the end, the Knights over the Tigers. And as Loz mentioned, they lost Ponga. They also lost Jaden Braley in the opening 15 minutes. Jacob Saifiti uh, sent off eventually. That was later in the game, though, for that mm. shot on Jake Simpkin. They also lost Tyson Frizzell, the Knights. Looks like a pretty bad ankle injury. Jack Johns as well. Then we had the issue after the match. Jackson Hastings went over and approached Tommy Talau. And Tommy Talau, the, the, the Tigers back, also uh, failed an HIA. And uh, Tim Sheen says he's got a broken nose as well after Hastings copped him with a shot. He was trying to save a try, though. And Hastings went over to try and apologise post-match. Tommy Talau didn't want a bar of it. Pushed him. Then you see having this big David Clemmer walk over. He's starting to give Hastings a mouthful. Security bloke comes in between them. Peter Parr comes and gets Hastings and, and sort of drags him away. <laughs> it was Melrose Place by the end of the game. Yeah, there was plenty going on. Um, but the West Tigers, uh, I know you know, that game was there to be won yesterday. But full credit to Newcastle because Newcastle, with all the adversity they were facing, they just turned up for one another. Um, you know, the coach has been under the pump, uh, but their players are very united. When you watch that performance yesterday, they played for every uh, for each other. Um, all the incidents I'm sure we'll talk about this morning, uh, and there was plenty uh, to talk about. And that one after the game with Hastings and Clemmer, uh, that's something you don't like to see. Uh, but you could totally understand why Tommy Talao, I suppose, didn't want to talk to Hastings because he did have that broken nose. But, uh, yeah, it was just some good football all around. The Broncos, they continue to impress. That was a good game on Friday night against the Cowboys. Um, I think the Broncos, you know, young Reese Walsh. The thing with the Broncos, I said it, and I said it before the start of the year, they got some of the best exciting young talent in the mm. game. And if they can eliminate their errors mm. in the backfield... They are a very good chance of playing finals football because they've got a good forward pack. They've got a back line, which is exciting, but they have got one or two blues in them. That's my only concern with them in big moments, whether they come up with those those uh, errors. But Reese Walsh the other night just showed what his blistering speed can do to any opposition team. He was electric, wasn't he, Reese Walsh? A great reminder of his talent for sure. And then last night at Cogra. The St. George Illawarra Dragons playing their first game of the season after a round one bye. Well, they were down 12-2. And uh, you could just feel the groans of concern. And then, bang, 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 three tries in eight minutes before half time. 
And uh, it ended up 32-18. A really good performance. Ben Hunt, though, just picking up from where he left off last year. And uh, good to see Tyrell Sloan after that very difficult charity shield performance that he had. He was uh, fantastic as well last year. Yeah, when you've got the talent like Tyrell Sloan, you know it's always there. It's just a matter of just being consistent and getting a bit of confidence up. And, you know, he was disappointed after that charity shield game, but he turned on a, a great performance last night, as did... Ben Hunt, but I thought the Dragons, yeah, they started a little bit slowly, but I was always confident that they could beat the Titans. Uh, the Titans, when you look at it now, they beat the West Tigers last weekend in a struggle. Um, and then they turned up against this Dragon side, started okay, but then they just fell away. They made the same old mistakes that the Titans have been making the last couple of years. But no, there was a lot to like about the Dragons' performance, but they've got the Broncos this weekend, so that'll be tough for them up there in, in Queensland. And again, we, we've said on the program, I think you've Early in the season, there's always going to be upsets. You've got to wait to the sort of first month or five weeks of the comp to get a really true indication of how your team's travelling. But there's a couple of teams that really need to turn it around and get a win quickly to give their supporters a bit of hope, Tigers being one of them. Look at what the Bulldogs were able to do to Melbourne. Oh, they, that? they smashed Melbourne, and they, they did it in a brilliant style as well. So if they can continue to play like that all season, they'll worry a lot of teams. Um, that's what we're expecting in round one. We didn't see it, uh, but they certainly turned up with a great attitude. Uh, not only to defend well, but to play their style of football. We found out what that style of football is. And Melbourne, were very Melbourne-unlike. Mm. Um, you know, they just effort areas of the game. They weren't there. Craig Bellamy was very disappointed with his team. Um, and I'm sure you'll get a response this weekend from them. Now, just watching Minwoo Lee putt uh, here at the Players' Championship, and he's just made triple bogey on the fourth after he was tied for the lead with Scotty Scheffler. Oh, that is a disaster for the Aussie. Triple bogey on the fourth. So 10 under par for the tournament now. Scheffler leads by three strokes. Of course, Camp Smith won this tournament last year, the uh, unofficial fifth major in golf. Triple bogey, but we'll track that throughout the morning. Uh, Pup the cricket. So the Aussies, uh, this pitch certainly different to the pitch we encountered in the first three test matches of the series. It is docile, to say the least. 480 we made, and wasn't it great to see Cameron Green make his maiden test 100? Usman Khawaja, 180. In response, though, India, uh, Virat Kohli, that's his first test ton since November 2019. So more than 1,200 days, his 28th test century overall. And uh, he made 186. Shubman Gill, 128 at the top of the order. Axar Patel, we can't get him out. He made 79. (laughs) He has been as frustrating as it gets, batting uh, in the lower order there for India. They made 571. And due to a little injury that uh, Usman Kawaja copped in the outfield as he tried to sort of take a catch slash stop a six, he's ended up with a knee injury. So Matthew Kuderman's come out and opened the batting with Travis Head. Uh, They've survived. They've survived six overs. We're none for three heading into the final day, trailing by 88. So the concern here is collapso would mean no chance. defeat. No chance. No, the wicket's still a belter. There's not enough. No um, chance. No chance. Mate, we, we're the collapso kings. Nah, we're back. We're back. <laughs> I'm confident. <laughs> yeah, well, it's gonna, I think it's going to be a draw. I think Australia bat mm. half decent. Um, yeah, they bat till... Well, bat till tea, and that'll be too many runs. The game will be over at tea time. Um, but yeah, uh, brilliant from 
India after Aussies obviously making that many runs. Uh, very happy for Cameron Green. Gets his opportunity and grabs it with both hands. Uzum Khawaja again, brilliant. Um, but then India's batting shows how flat that wicket is. So, yeah, a big... Um, well, big hundred really for Virat Kohli. I think we've said throughout the whole series, he's looked pretty good. He just hasn't made that big score. Um, but yeah, well, what do you do? The wicket was a belter and I think we tried just about everything. Um, we seem super friendly though. I, I don't know what it is. I've just got this. I totally agree. I just got this thing with we're how very we're playing nice. it. We're yeah, so but so is Virat Kohli. No, Virat's Virat's, smart. Virat's very kind as well. Like the Mate, way that he usually. Virat, Virat knows. Mate, he's just talking to them and playing, yeah, showing help, them the bat. Helps his and, game. Oh, mate. Smart yeah. by Vera. No one's into him, and he's not into them. IPL's around the corner. Mm. It's just so super friendly. I don't know. I just, yeah. I, I, couldn't, I agree. Oh, I couldn't I, watch all that. And maybe yeah. I'm a bit hard on that stuff. But, I, I like, I know you're going to go play with these guys in the IPL. I get that. But when you're playing for your country and when you're playing against someone, I still think on the field, you just, like... That's part of the game. As, as, as soon as Virat walked out to bat, it was guys saying hello to him before he'd face the ball or chatting to him about. Well, I was like, I don't know. Maybe I maybe I found that part of the game. I don't know. Maybe I thought that that played a part in trying to get someone out. You know that mental side of it, and um, at, like if he makes a hundred, I, I, that's fair play. Stand there and clap and hmm. shake his hand, say congratulations. But until he gets there. Uh, I'm thinking you're making it as difficult as you can for every single batsman. Different um, generation there. But anyway, well, well, well done to Virat. Hadn't scored 100 for a long time. So, yeah, uh, showed his class. Did you say 2,800? Yeah. Yeah. So, plenty more to go as well, I reckon. But he's, he's back in form. So, that won't help Australia in the one days, that's for sure. But, yeah, it looks like that's going to be a draw. Yeah, just watching uh, Minwoo Lee. So, his, his approach to the fourth... A little bit of backspin, hasn't quite hit it. Just uh, backspin straight back into the drink. So he's ended up making triple bogey. Three shots off the pace, though. All is not lost yet. Early days there in the final round for the uh, leading groups in the Players' Championship there this morning. Uh, In the papers, well, front end back page, Tim Zhu today. Zhu Beauty on the back page of the telly. uh, The Herald, What's My Name? And uh, back page of the Australian Zoo puts name up in lights. So bring on Jamel Charlo. He stopped Tony Harrison in the ninth round. As we mentioned earlier this morning, the ref certainly took his time to stop the fight. Now, it was scored on all three cards up until the stoppage, 77 to 75. So uh, it felt like he had a bit more ascendancy than that, I would have thought, Pup. Yeah, the only thing, I I listened to the commentators, I I think... um... He outpunched Zoo in regards to number of punches. And you mm. could tell, like, there was, there was double the amount of jabs that were hitting Zoo. But Zoo's power. And when Zoo, when he threw one, you knew about it. You could hear, even when they, you know, you get the, the microphone from the camera when they had him in a corner. Tim Zoo's punches were just so powerful. See the sweat coming off and both. It was just, yeah, I, I thought Tim definitely... If, if, if the fight stopped, Tim Zhu, I thought, would have won on points anyway. But it looked to me from round three or four, he wanted to knock him out. That was what that was his focus. He didn't care if he was getting jabbed. Tim Zhu wanted to knock him out. So July in Vegas is on. <laughs> Zhu and Charlo to unify That's gonna that division. Beauty. That's going to be yeah. awesome. 
Yeah. Uh, bring it on, but Tim Zoo, absolutely. What, what was the what was the carry? The only thing what was the carry on after the fight? Say oh, my say my name. Well, what, was, what was that about? That was about you know they were basically Charlo and Harrison pre-fight just say you know you got Half nothing on your, your old dad. man and yeah yeah okay just you know mm. I'm not Kostya's son. I'm I'm Tim Zoo. Okay, I guess that's what he's the message he's trying to get out. Show some respect. Like Loz and Damien Lillard. Okay. <laughs> say my name, Lozza. <laughs> say my name, say my name. Uh, well, he well, was he, brilliant. He, well, he was everyone brilliant. will know his name now. Yeah. Um, and then they'll know it even more if you can beat Charlo. Uh, but Charlo's obviously another level up again. Um, Harrison, of course, did beat Zoo, what, four or five years ago. Um, but, yeah, everything we see from Tim Zoo, he's just stepped up. And every opponent he's faced and the challenges he's overcome, he's been terrific. But again, we get to see the real Tim Zhu when he takes yeah. him on. He didn't have to take this fight. He wanted yeah, to take this fight. And he got a good um, a good opportunity to spend a bit of time in the ring too, to hone his skill craft. Um, he's a good fighter to watch, sorry. Tim Zhu, yeah. I reckon. Mm. His style, yeah. I, I love. Yeah, he's got power. Oh. I must say, I, I thought the, the ref would have stopped the, the fight. Yeah, that was scary, that, I reckon. Oh, you could see early. his... Eyes roll back in yeah. the back of his head. That was just scary. letting him go a bit too long yeah. for mine. Yeah. Uh, also, back page of the telly in the Australian warning over NRL expansion. The Australian warning for NRL growth plan. So this is the big story yesterday uh, in the News Corp papers that uh, expansions on the cards. Peter Volandi's the ARL Commission chairman, saying that twenty teams is an ambition for the next decade or some stage over the next decade to to continue to grow the competition. And he even said we could see the 18th team for either 2025, 2026, or 2027. And, well, the report's saying that a Pacifica team based in Cairns is the front runner for an 18th licence, which I'm sure will raise some eyebrows. But uh, I, I must say, Loz, I'm, I'm dead set against expanding back to 20 teams. I mean, you were playing mm. and you saw the golf in competition. Here we are. We, we're at a point now where we're wondering if resources are getting stretched. We've had the best two weeks to start the competition. And and, and this is as an old Bears fan. I desperately want to see the Bears back yeah. in the competition in some form. Probably, I think, Perth's the obvious. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we've got to be careful here. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. seen in other codes. I, I reckon it hasn't worked in the AFL, you mm. could argue. Yeah, well, you need to be careful. You've got to make sure that it works and you've got to be able to put the time and effort and money into it because you look at some of those AFL clubs, the AFL, it costs them a lot of money to prop up the Giants and the, the Suns. And even some of the it, Melbourne clubs who aren't as wealthy have had to be propped yeah, up. No, that, that's a fair point as well. So I, I'd be careful in rushing into it, but certainly exploring the option, I, I like it. Now, whether we have the, the, the talent... Uh, to go to 20 teams or not, I'm unsure. You'd have to make sure your pathway systems were correct. Um, but at this stage, if you ask me 20 teams, I'd say no way in the world because I don't think we've got the, 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 the talent. You know, you see what the Dolphins have been able to do. First two weeks has been excellent. Let's see how they go first year. But when you see teams like the Tigers performing the way they did yesterday, mm-hmm. can you honestly say that was of the highest standard? Not even close. That that wasn't the, that wasn't a, a standard of a first grade game for them, um, and they had some high class quality players in their team. Um, so I'd be a little bit concerned that we have enough depth for twenty, 
But if it was a staggered approach over a 20-year period, if that's what they're talking about, why not have a dream to expand? But you've got to make sure that you've got a solid base behind you. You've got to make sure that the pathway system is in place and we continue to deliver quality games, develop the talent and have the best talent play our game because otherwise you'll have a situation where you do have three or four teams that just are no hope. Mm. They just haven't got the talent. It's great to have ambition, for yeah, sure. Yeah, oh, mate, I, I, I think it's great. Mm. I think that's what you need. And as leaders of a game, you need to have yeah. you know, that, that, that uh, ability to identify where the game is going to go in the next 20 years. You just can't think about next week or next year. You've got to get on the front foot have a footprint of what the game looks like, where we want to take this game, what are we doing with it. And I think to have that picture in your mind of having 20 teams is good, but now it's just a matter of working through how we actually get it to function really well and sustainably.